Hi, I'm Michelle, and I'm... Wait, am I the straight-laced psychotherapist? I thought I was going to be the unconventional hypnotherapist, and you were going to be the super serious trauma specialist. No, you were going to be the relationship expert. Like, love expert. And you're going to be the specialist who guides people with down-to-earth techniques for transmuting trauma? Yeah, yeah, that's me. Okay, good. I'll be the love expert. I mean, I am the love expert. I think we have this all sorted out. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, a therapist at Anchor Light, and this is Holding Ground. Today and every Monday, we've got a little bit of everything for you. Shall we? Yeah, let's do this. Good morning. Thank you for tuning in to Holding Ground. I'm your host, Laura Richer, a psychotherapist and the founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington. Michelle is off today, but she'll be back next week. So today we have a very special show. We're going to be talking about hypnotherapy, what it is, what it isn't, how it works, and how it might even help you change your life. I'm really excited for today's show because we are joined by my dear friend and colleague and fellow hypnotherapist, Denise Johnson. Denise is the owner of Breakthrough Hypnotherapy and Coaching in West Seattle, and she is also a graduate student at Antioch University working on her master's degree in marriage and family therapy. Good morning, Denise. Good morning, Laura. So excited to have you on the show today. So great to be here. So nice to see you. Yes, you too. It's been a little while. I know. So Denise, we go back a while now when we first met in 2012 in a life coach training class that we both attended. Um, and we've kind of been on a similar trajectory ever since. It's true. Yeah. Very true. You've had a huge influence on that path that I'm on. Oh, thank <laughs> you. Well, you have had a huge influence on me. Oh, so I'm so glad you. you can join me today because we both love hypnotherapy and we've both been practicing it for about 10 years now. Mm-hmm. And I would love for you to just share a little bit more with our listeners about yourself and your business and the kind of work you do. Okay. Well, as you mentioned, I am currently the owner of Breakthrough Hypnotherapy and Coaching. And really, my path towards coaching and hypnotherapy started back in college. I was interested in becoming a therapist and uh, studying psychology, but I got really turned off in my first class when all they talked about was disorders and medication. Mm. I ended up uh, majoring in theater, and that was oh, really you went a totally different way. Totally different <laughs> path. I've always been interested in people's stories, yeah. so I think that's where the seed of that came from. Mm-hmm. But I, I did... I did theater for a while, moved to New York, and uh, realized that that wasn't going to pay the bills. Mm. So I ended up going to massage school and starting my own practice. And I really enjoyed that. But so many people, you know, would start to open up about their problems and wanted help. And so I wanted to be able to do more than just be a listener. Mm -hmm. And that's what led me to become a life coach. Yep, exactly. So what brought you to hypnotherapy? Well, I have to say it was you. (laughs) (laughs) I remember um, you offered a session Mm -hmm. and I came to your little office in Fremont. I think you just started off. Yep. And I really didn't know what hypnotherapy was. I mean, I think I knew what hypnosis was Mm -hmm. and I had some experience with that, but I had no idea what hypnotherapy was. And it was so powerful. Uh, I just pretty much right after that session, I was like, I want to learn how to do this. Yeah. Such a great tool to just work with clients on an even deeper level than than you can with coaching. Coaching is also an amazing tool, but this just takes it to a new level. I agree. And so many people want to create change, mm-hmm. and yet there's just, they get stuck. Yes. And I think that hypnotherapy really helps remove those blocks mm-hmm. so that, you know, it's not enough to just want to change. You have to be able to have the motivation, but also get past that self-sabotage that happens right, so much. Right. And I know you made some really interesting changes in your own life, uh, even changing things around your fear of flying, which is a big fear. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. Th- that was my first introduction to, mm-hmm. I would call it more hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, in my early 20s, I was on, well, I was flying out to New York to be with my future husband. And we've been waiting a while to see each other. And I remember having the thought, the only thing that's going to stop me from seeing him now is if this plane goes down. Oh, yikes. Yeah. And yeah. right <laughs> in that moment, I look to the right, and this woman is reading an article about a plane crash. Oh, bad And timing. my brain just yes. went, whoa. Yeah. And that started what was a three-year phobia mm-hmm. 
Um, later, I was on a, a plane that did a dip, and that was it. So I have a lot of um, empathy mm-hmm. for people with phobias. The yeah. panic is real. Very real, yes. Very real. So like I said, three years, I wouldn't fly. I'd make up excuses. I'd cancel trips. Finally, I was like, I've got to get over this. Mm-hmm. Um, I love to travel so much that I ordered some hypnosis. They were actually cassette tapes. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that tells you how old I am yeah. right there. Um, And there was one to get over a fear of flying and listen to that tape over and over. And I built up the courage and I got on a plane and I did it and I got over it. It's so incredibly amazing. So that is fantastic. So now when you are working with clients, what are some of the things that you use hypnotherapy for? Well, as as we were talking about, hypnosis is really different than hypnotherapy. Right. And those right? those tapes were hypnosis. So maybe exactly. explain to our audience just what that difference is. Yeah. So hypnosis is when the hypnotherapist is just guiding you and making suggestions, whereas hypnotherapy is you put, put a client into that trance state mm-hmm. and then you dialogue. Yeah. And so it's very specific to the person. Yes. So you're actually doing therapy with them while they are hypnotized. Exactly. Yeah. And I think it's also important to mention what hip, being hypnotized actually means because there's a lot of misconceptions about what that means. So hypnosis, or also called being in a trance, is just a really heightened focus state of concentration. Um, it's not like being under anesthesia or being or hallucinating or anything like that it's just that you are very focused it's kind of like being in a daydream or even when you're driving and you kind of space out you're thinking about something else and you don't even notice that you've gone the last 10 miles it's exactly I think that happens to everybody like you're I I know that happens to me where I'm just automatically driving one way and it Mm -hmm. isn't until I'm halfway there that I realized that I took the wrong exit because I'm just on autopilot. Exactly. I'm thinking about something else. Yeah. Exactly. But the benefit of using that in therapy is that when you are in that trance state, it allows us to go deeper in your therapy. It allows you to access your subconscious mind, and that's where all of the very interesting information is stored. Exactly. Yeah. I'm curious, though. Mm-hmm. I don't think I've heard the story about how you got into hypnotherapy. So for me, I had gone to traditional therapy in my 20s, and I didn't feel like it was having the impact that I wanted it to. So I was looking for some alternatives, and I started seeing, I think, life coaching back then was starting to become a more well-known term. Mm -hmm. So I found a life coach that I worked with for a while and she, I just had great results with working with her. It was, it was a type of intervention that was really helpful to me and really Mm -hmm. effective. Mm -hmm. So I became interested. I also like you love people's stories. And I thought I would like to do this as a job, even though I was working at a corporate job in the insurance industry, doing something very different at the time I was unhappy. And I started to think, what else could I do? So anyway, there was a school in Arizona that taught life coaching and also taught hypnotherapy, which just seemed like this magical tool to me that I wanted to learn more about. So I did, and I did the certification there and and learned how to do it. I wouldn't use it as a, a career for you know another probably 10 years after I initially learned it. But I just, for my own personal therapy, found it to be so effective. Mm. Do you remember your first experience with With hypnotherapy? I do. I went to see a practitioner when I was living in Phoenix, and it was really interesting. I didn't think it was working, and I kind of was arguing with him the entire time. I wasn't the most ideal (laughs) client. This isn't working. I don't know. I'm just making this up. Or, you know, I just I couldn't get out of my own head. But there was this moment when I actually did, and I just dropped into that trance. It's very subtle how that happens. You don't even realize that it's happening. And I was just amazed at how... The things that I was tapping into and the words that were coming out of my mouth, it was almost like it was coming from a different place. And I felt like I was tapping into this wisdom that I didn't normally have access to in my own everyday chaotic brain. So it was really, really fascinating. And I after that, I used I've used it for so many things to change habits, to, you know, get over a breakup, all kinds of things that it has been effective for in my life. What about you? Yes. Well, I think that's really common to think that it's not working. Mm-hmm. I remember that first session in your office in Fremont. I and love this story. Yeah. And I'm, I'm on the recliner chair. And I, again, I didn't really know what hypnotherapy was. I thought it was going to be hypnosis. But I think it was a morning. And I'd had quite a bit of coffee. And I was feeling very alert. 
So I remember sitting in the chair, you know, really wanting to, because we're friends. Yeah. I really want to be hypnotized right now. (laughs) I want to, you know, do this right. But sitting there and just being able to hear the ticking of the clock and thinking to myself, this is not working. Uh Oh, what do I do? Like, I'm totally having that conversation with myself. And you were guiding me, trying to help me relax. And then before I knew it, we started dialoguing. And that was sort of surprising because I didn't fully understand what was going on. And so we're having that conversation. And like you said, before I knew it, I was really in a different state. Mm -hmm. And I think we were working on confidence that first session. mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Because you're getting ready to launch your coaching business. Yes. Yeah. And I had what I think a lot of people have, which is that kind of imposter syndrome. Yes. <laughs> You're like, who yeah. am I yeah. <laughs> to call myself a life coach? Yeah. yeah. So, I don't have all my stuff figured out. What am I doing? Yeah. Exactly. So I wanted to work on confidence. And so I think you did parts therapy. Mm. And I love parts therapy. I do too. It's such a powerful tool to use. It really is. Yeah. And so what that is, is separating out that part that is sabotaging or that part that is scared Mm -hmm. or the part that has the bad habit. And I think, you know, oftentimes we're aware that there is this part, but we kind of want to ignore it or just get rid of it. Yep. Right. Exactly. Just somehow bypass it without looking at it, just pretending that it's not there. So parts therapy I use with clients, probably every client I've ever worked with, I use it at least once because it's so helpful in resolving inner conflict. You're looking at and you're visualizing that part of you that is sabotaging and then also the part of you that wants to create the positive change. Mm -hmm. And just through better understanding each of those parts and bringing them together, you can actually create the change that you're moving towards. But while you have that inner conflict, if you don't have an understanding as to what that's about, you're probably going to stay stuck. Yep. And, And you need to understand what is the benefit to that habit, right? What is that part trying to do for you? Right. And so, yeah, whatever you resist persists. Mm -hmm. So instead of resisting, you have a conversation with that part and you understand that part, where it's coming from, also what it needs. Mm -hmm. And like you said, then this other part that wants to move forward is able to give that part what it needs in a positive way. Um, yeah, it is so powerful. I know that you helped me also quit uh, sugar. Yes, yes, which that is a desire that a lot of people have is to quit sugar. But that part of you that wants sugar is actually serving some sort of purpose in your life. Do you remember what yours was? Yep, yep, I do. I mean, I think it was when uh, I was, it was a while ago, and Chloe was young, and I think I was tired. Mm -hmm. And she was in preschool, so she was bringing home, you know, every bug you can imagine. And I remember it happened over and over where I'd start to feel low energy. And I like the feeling of having energy, right? Mm -hmm. So the first thing I thought about is, well, I'm just going to go get some chocolate and get Mm -hmm. that energy going. And then because sugar does lower your immune system, I'd end up getting a cold. And it happened over and over and over again. And yet I just (laughs) couldn't stop. And so I had this idea of like, what if I just didn't eat sugar? I mean, at the time, it seemed literally Impossible. Impossible. Yeah. Like, how, why would I ever, how could I give that up? But I was like, you know what, I'm going to try it. So I came to you, and we did the parts, mm-hmm. and it worked. I haven't had sugar. I'm not going to say that I never, like, try a bite of something here or there, but it has been, I don't know, You don't feel addicted years. or, like, controlled by it anymore. Not at yeah. all. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. And it's, it's really amazing. powerful. Yep. It really is. What about you? Have you used parts therapy for well, something in your life? I have. As you know, Denise is who I see for hypnotherapy when I'm working some stuff out. Um, when I was getting a, when I was going through a breakup, I was having a very hard time moving forward. And I know we used part th- parts therapy probably several times as I was mm-hmm. trying to, to work through the part of me that felt stuck and not wanting to move forward forward versus the other part that was like, I just want to be done with this already. Right. So being able to better understand those two sides, because it's it's difficult. You feel like, you know, I'm like, I just want to be done with this already. I don't want to stay stuck in this. But yet, if you are stuck, there's a part that isn't ready to move forward yet. So we want to understand what that's all about so that you can move forward. Exactly. And, and, and it's amazing how the subconscious mind will provide the exact answer mm-hmm. once you tap into it what that that part really needs, what yeah. that part really needs to hear. Mm-hmm. But like we mentioned earlier, 
we don't really take the time to listen. Right. We're just like kind of rejecting it, wishing it would go away, and and it doesn't. No. Yeah. No, and then it, like you said, it persists and you stay stuck. So that is the benefit of doing any type of therapy, but especially hypnotherapy, is to get to that place of greater understanding of why we're doing the things that we're doing so we can move forward and we don't have yes. to stay stuck in a negative past that we don't want to stay stuck in. Exactly. Yeah. I remember that first session working on confidence. I think what came out, that part of me that was scared, had this feeling that she didn't deserve. Mm-hmm. Remember that? Yep, yep, and which is often the case. Yep. She didn't deserve yeah. to call herself a coach. Right. But the part that wanted to move forward responded to that as, you know, really that's an excuse. Mm. And there was just something so powerful about really specifically addressing Mm -hmm. each issue, each thought, each thing that was holding me back. And so when I left that that session, I couldn't I couldn't keep making excuses. I was like sort of like onto myself, if that makes sense. Exactly. And so there's a great quote by Carl Jung, a Swiss psychologist from the 1960s who who studied the unconscious mind. And what he says is, until you make the unconscious conscious, it will direct your life and you will call it fate. So that information is all swimming around in the subconscious mind. And we might be totally unaware of how it's influencing us. But like you said, once you pull that out and you look at it and now it's part of your conscious awareness, you can't really keep making the same mistake. You just won't let yourself or you're or even if you do, it's it's you're aware of why you're doing it. So it gets a little more challenging each time. Right. Yeah. And also there's the the possibility that it just becomes easy. Mm-hmm. Like I see that a lot where people like even the sugar thing, like I thought that that was going to be impossible. Yeah. But in reality, after a session with you, it was easy. It is, you know, pe- people have different levels of attachment to different behaviors. And so sometimes it'll take a couple sessions and sometimes it could take kind of a while of doing some deep right. work. But like you said, sometimes it's one session. It's like, wow, I got it. I'm able to move forward. It's pretty fantastic. It can be yep. that easy. Yep. Right. Well, I think this is a good time for us to take a quick break. And when we come back, we're going to continue talking with Denise about hypnotherapy and all the ways it might just help you change your life. So you're not going to want to miss this. Stay tuned. You're listening to Holding Ground on KKNW. Have something important to say? Want to help improve our world? Need to promote your business uniquely and effectively? KKNW is the answer. Our staff helps broadcasters and podcasters create professional-sounding audio. Bring your talent and let our experts help you craft a radio show or podcast that best delivers your message. Learn more at 1150kknw.com. That's 1150kknw.com. KKNW, talk variety that's live and local. I'm Dr. Anthony Lazarus, and this is Climate Connections. There are always roots in the soil at A-Frame Farm in Minnesota. Instead of leaving his fields bare in winter, Luke Peterson grows cover crops. The roots of these plants can feed soil organisms and build soil carbon. To promote soil health, Peterson also rotates which crops he grows on the same land. Right now we grow corn, soybeans, small grains, flax buckwheat, oats, barley, alfalfa. The approach keeps more nutrients in the soil, so Peterson can avoid using synthetic fertilizer that contributes to climate change. And there are other benefits too, like making his business more resilient to extreme weather. If one crop fails, we aren't completely dependent on one crop. But there are challenges. Peterson says some grains are important in his crop rotation, but it can be hard to find markets for them. Right now we're working with a bakery in Minneapolis, and they buy all of our small grains from us. The bakery influences which varieties Peterson plants, and before investing in a new one, he often grows a small amount so the baker can test it out. This collaborative approach involves more upfront work, but he says it pays off for the farm and the earth. Climate Connections is produced by the Yale Center for Environmental Communication. To hear more stories like this, visit climateconnections.org. Thanks for tuning into our brand new show, Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, the co-host of Holding Ground, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Our passion, our one big thing in life, above and beyond love, relationships, trauma, addiction, and healing, our specialty is helping others. Every Monday morning at 9 a.m. 
Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, you're listening to Holding Ground on KKNW, where we talk about all things in the realm of positive mental health and therapy every Monday morning at 9 a.m. And today we have a very special guest, my friend and fellow hypnotherapist, Denise Johnson, who is the owner of Breakthrough Coaching and Hypnotherapy in West Seattle. Denise, tell our listeners where they can find you if they'd like to schedule a session with you. Okay. Yes, my business is Breakthrough Hypnotherapy and Coaching, and my website is seattlehypnosiscoach.com. And on my website, you'll find all the services I provide, also a great three-month program that I'm offering right now. And I just encourage anybody that's interested in hypnotherapy to reach out. I offer a complimentary consultation where you can just ask questions, explore what your goals are. So yeah, just even if you're curious, just reach out and let's set up a consultation. Yeah, there's no harm in just calling to see what hypnotherapy can do for you. Exactly. All right, fantastic. Well, let's get back to it then, back to hypnotherapy. So when you work with clients, Denise, what type of issues are clients coming to see you for and and how do you help them? Yeah, so really you can use hypnotherapy to create any change in your life. Um, And a lot of people come in to change habits, to quit smoking, to lose weight. I would say right now, Mm -hmm. a lot of people are coming in to manage anxiety. Yes. This whole, everything that has happened to us in 2020 has triggered a lot of anxiety. I agree. A lot of fear. Are you seeing that as well in your business? Oh, absolutely. And especially, um, and I've said many times on this show, doing couples therapy, you know, a lot of couples are home all day long with their kids doing homeschool and it's brought up a lot of additional stressors that aren't present when we're in our normal routines. Oh, completely. There is so much stress right now. Exactly. But also a lot of people experiencing anxiety around health, fears Mm -hmm. about their health or the Mm -hmm. health of their loved ones is is something that I'm seeing people for quite a bit right now. And also just just getting overwhelmed with all of the negativity, yes. right, and the fear and all of it can really bog you down. So, yeah, I'd say right now that is probably the primary reason mm-hmm. people are coming in is to manage anxiety. I also think this time, as challenging as it is, can be a reset. Mm-hmm. You know, you can be intentional about how you want to approach this time, right. what changes you want to make. So traditionally, I would say, yeah, like I mentioned, a lot of people coming in to deal with, you know, changing a habit, also phobias. Mm-hmm. That's a big one. And I, like I mentioned, you're flying, yeah, definitely. I had that fear yeah. and I used hypnosis to get over it. So I have a lot of empathy for people with phobias. Yes. And what's so amazing about hypnotherapy is that it really accesses the root, mm-hmm. right? So you think that, oh, I'm afraid to fly because that one experience I had. But right. really, that fear goes back even farther. And something could have triggered it, which what's happening right now is really triggering a lot of things in people that was probably there way before 2020 happened. It's just that this has been the catalyst to start to bring some of those things up, which means it's a great time to take a look at them. Exactly. Yeah. And I do a lot of inner child work, mm. right? Because most of us have experienced some degree of trauma in our childhood. Yes. And it's and our childhood is a time when we don't have the capacity to really make sense mm-hmm. of our lives. And so a lot of those memories, even if even if it's not like this huge trauma, they can affect us. Yeah. And we're not even aware of it. Right. That this this feeling, this belief got started way back when and it's influencing our life currently. Right. Yeah. I have such an interesting story about that. Well, I don't know about interesting, but I think it's a funny story anyway, is that I, this was some inner child work that I did as a client, wanted to bring my lunch to work. You know, it's cheaper. It's healthier. There's all these great reasons why you would just bring lunch. And I'd go to the grocery store and I'd buy all this food that I could eat during the week. And then I would throw all the food away at the end of the week because I didn't eat it and it had gone bad and I didn't make a lunch. So when I when I was in my therapy session, I said, I want to explore what this block is around bringing lunch. It's not a difficult task. You put food in a bag and you move on (laughs) with your day. And what I went to was this memory of being probably seven, eight years old 
where when I was a kid, I wanted what you know, all of the kids were eating, which was like a Wonder Bread peanut butter and jelly sandwich <laughs> and like a bag of Doritos and a Hostess cupcake. That's what I was hoping oh, for. Yeah. And instead of that, my mom was putting in my bag some sort of healthy thing that I didn't want. Maybe some like this Paul's Bone Nut Bread I remember they used to buy, which oh. is delicious to me now, but I thought was horrible when I was a kid. Right. You know, probably there was some fruit and there was just things I didn't want. So... I would just go to school and throw my lunch away wow. a lot of the times because it wasn't. I didn't want to eat it. And what and I, would you eat? I probably bought a cookie or something while <laughs> right. I was there. You know, I wasn't wasn't needing to worry about my health quite yet at that point in my life. So anyway, it was interesting when I did my session. I went back to this memory of this seven year old who didn't like what was in her lunch, and mm. so she just throw it away. And because of that experience, I had this unconscious influence of like, of don't take your lunch; it's not going to be good. So again, just bringing that information into my conscious awareness made it easy for me to go, oh, that's my seven-year-old self doesn't want to bring lunch. But actually, I'm an adult. I like the food I'm making, and I'll bring it with me. Right. And it was very it was very easy to shift that habit. So that's a silly example, nothing you know, majorly life-altering. But, but it it's can, really interesting. Yeah, and it can work in a much bigger way as well. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and reminding that child that actually now you have the freedom to choose what you're going to put in your yeah. lunch. So you're not in the same situation. Exactly. Were you aware of that memory? Prior? No, I hadn't it's thought of that in years. I hadn't thought about school lunches in years and I was probably a difficult child to feed I don't think I liked a lot of things when I was really little so (laughs) but yeah no I hadn't thought about that at all it was very interesting that that's where my that's what my subconscious mind wanted to show me right that session and I think that happens a lot for people I hear very often I didn't remember that or I didn't think that memory was that important right for instance um somebody came to me who had a terrible phobia of getting on an elevator and she every day she'd go to work she'd walk up these i don't know how many flights of stairs and even though we can say okay walking upstairs is healthy yeah it it was bothering her that she would have so much panic and i do think that Phobias, like one phobia, can begin to lead to other phobias. Yes. Right? If they go unaddressed, they can compound. Yeah. Right. Because this whole idea of I'm afraid of something and the way I can get over that fear is by avoiding it. Yeah. Right? And then pretty soon, what else are you avoiding? Right? So she had this fear of getting on an elevator. And through hypnotherapy, she came on a memory that she used to hide in her closet. Mm which was this small space. Um, And she would do that when her parents were fighting. Her parents fought a lot. So she didn't realize that that elevator, that small space, that kind of claustrophobia that she felt was really referring back to this experience that was very traumatic for her. Yeah. Yeah. Isn't that interesting? And so it's hard to make those connections sometimes consciously because they feel so unrelated. But when you can explore it on a deeper level... And look at what the subconscious mind is is holding on to. It, it's amazing the connections that you can make. And so she was able to shift that fear. She was good. Yeah, wow, it was really fantastic. empowering for yeah. her. What about you? What what uh, what are you? What type of client are you seeing these days? So a lot of people dealing with anxiety or relationship stress. I think is what I'm doing a lot of work with people on right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say inner child work where we look at the younger parts of ourselves and how they're influencing our behaviors today. I see that in relationship stuff all the time. For example, mm. somebody who's really being triggered by their partner. A lot of times it's not even necessarily what the partner is doing, but it goes back to a previous relationship where I felt a certain way in the relationship. Uh, maybe you know I felt smothered or overwhelmed and now I'm sensing that in my current relationship when it may or may not actually be there. That's such a good yeah. example. That happens so often yeah. where we're triggered. We're almost in a hypnotic state. We, mm-hmm. we, we're, we're imagining these things that aren't even really occurring. Right. Right? Right. My, or a, lot, a big one is around with relationships of people feel maybe they're trying to be controlled by their partners or right. um, what are some other really – or fear of abandonment. That definitely comes up quite a bit in a relationship. And right. so a lot of times – I mean, and and this sounds so therapy cliche, but it's true, is that the relationship that we had with our parents is often coming up in our romantic relationships, too. It's so true. And the thing is, is that you can't control the other person, Mm -hmm. right? That's the big thing in any relationship, whether it's, excuse me, relationship with your spouse 
or partner or relationship with a coworker. Yeah. Right? The only thing you can really change and control is yourself. Yes. But it's amazing how when you change yourself, oftentimes relationships change. Yes. And so there's another very cool tool that we use in hypnotherapy called chair therapy. Oh, I love it. I do too. So in hypnosis, what we do is we have you imagine the person that you are in conflict with or or having an issue of some kind with, whatever it may be, Mm -hmm. Um, and imagine that they're sitting there with you. And so your eyes are closed, you're in that trance state, and you're imagining dialoguing with this person. And this person could be your boss, it could be your parent who has passed away, it could be your partner, whoever. And you're really able to say exactly what you want to say. And you're also able to imagine what their responses might be. And it's very interesting how this... And keep in mind, in your normal conscious waking life, you're not speaking with this person at all. You're just you're resolving these things within your own mind that that can have such a change on the relationship, even though you never even say anything to that person. Yes, it's true. And there were uh, we were given a lot of examples, which I think is amazing that when people do this, this Mm -hmm. tool Mm -hmm. that they go back and it's almost as if the person heard them. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like, oh, I went I went back to work and the person changed. Yeah. I don't know how that happened. It's almost like magic. It's very strange. It is very strange. And I think there is the hypnosis is just very magical to me. But also, I think you change because exactly. you changed the you were able to express what you wanted to say. Maybe you were able to reframe your perspective on that situation. Mm-hmm. I remember I did chair therapy. I was working for someone else at the time who was frustrating me and um I did some chair therapy about my relationship with the, this person. And in that session, and I was the client, in that session, what I saw, I was able to see that person from a different perspective. Instead of seeing somebody who was just trying to be mean to me at work or cause me problems, I started to see a woman who was really stressed out, mm-hmm. who was a single mom, who was trying to manage. So because I started to see her in a different way, I just started to have a different experience of her. Right. Yeah. And you're interpreting yeah. things differently. Yeah. And the outcome is different. Exactly. I know that some people uh, get a lot of benefit when they're in a grieving process, mm, yes. we're using chair therapy to yeah. um, have that opportunity to say something yep. that they weren't able to say yes. to a beloved that mm-hmm. passed. I know it's very powerful. Yes. And it's interesting. I've, I've worked with clients who are grieving over the years that they will feel a, a strong connection to that person in the process. Yeah, it's yeah. true. When you're in that subconscious state, you're accessing all sorts of things that you cannot access. Mm-hmm. While you're in your conscious state, one yeah. of those is that wisdom we were talking about. Yes. Right? Yes. When you get out of the chaos of your conscious analytical mind that's, you know, turning over the same information all the time and we can drop down to that subconscious deeper level of information, yes. you have this inner wisdom that you can tap into. It's really interesting. Have you ever had this experience? I've been in a session where I've said something and I'm like, that is so smart. I can't believe I said that. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Because oh, it yes. Didn't come from my waking mind, oh, my conscious completely. mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's almost like we're being guided as well. Yeah. And I love listening to people tap into their wisdom. I get the benefits of it, right? Yeah. In the session, I'm hearing that and I'm taking it all in. It's amazing, though. I remember this one person came to me for confidence and she was really struggling with finding her voice. Mm. Um, and while she was in the session, she literally accessed this different person like her voice changed which isn't that interesting it's so common but that happens all the time that clients will be in session and the tone of their voice will change or they'll go to like a child like voice or a a deeper voice it's really interesting it is very interesting and you can also use this um, wise mind I would Mm -hmm. say to create a future self yes and that's really powerful because when you can imagine it, you can create it. Yep. And that oftentimes is the obstacle for clients is they know they want a certain result. Maybe they want to change a behavior or attract a certain relationship or, or accomplish something in their career, but they can't imagine doing it because either they've never done it before or they've tried and they haven't had success yet, whatever it is. Um, and so because they can't really imagine it happening, that's the obstacle in itself is that's what's keeping them. From yeah. Doing and I it. think it's imagining and also experiencing. Because that future self, we have them step into that future self so they can feel what that's like and how it's different than that old version. Right. Right. And so they really experience it on on a 
I don't know, sensation, body level. Mm-hmm. It almost gets imprinted, right? Do you do that with clients every session? Usually. Yeah, yeah, mostly. I mean, there are some times when I do not, but usually that's a great way to sort of bring them, bring it all together yeah. and help them know what it's going to look like to take those right. steps forward. What's yeah. And so just to clarify what that is, if when we practice future self with a client and they're, again, in, in a hypnotized state, we're having them imagine who they would be when they create the outcome that they're trying to create. So I ask them to imagine what that person is doing, what they're wearing, what they look like, what Mm -hmm. is the expression on their face, you know, any detail that they can. And in doing that, you know, I start to have them describe that future self to me. That allows them to really tap into their imagination and know what it would look like to be that person, what it would feel like to be that person. And then when you have them step into that person and ask them to feel the energy of that person, it's like then they can really imagine, oh, if I was to quit smoking, I'd feel health in my body or if I was to find the right relationship, I would feel this connection or whatever they're trying to do. And that just that process of imagination is so powerful in helping you create the result you want. It's so true. I mean, athletes use it. They do. Yes. They visualize their performance Mm -hmm. and and it it absolutely works. Yep. One of the most common things that I hear from people is when they step into that future self is that they feel lighter. Mm -hmm. Do you hear that a lot? I think probably 99% of the time. Right? Yeah. It's so interesting. Yeah. I feel like when we're not in alignment with our authentic self, there is a, a heaviness mm-hmm. to it. And when you can let some of that stuff go, yeah. life yeah. is easier. Yeah. Because, yeah. you know, usually what's keeping them from that future self are things like uh, fear and lack of confidence and maybe, you know, negative or toxic behaviors and all of that stuff feels really heavy. Right. And yeah. all the messages that they may have received along the way that that are not serving them. Yeah. Right. Opinions of other people that are negative. Right. Or, or yeah. even something like you mentioned about the parents. Mm-hmm. Right. That, that your parents told you something that isn't really in alignment with who you are. Right. And yet it's affecting you. It's impacting you. Yep. It's in your subconscious mind. So yep. <laughs> you've got to address it. Yes. Oh, and that's something that it, we tap into quite a bit um, is people will say, I didn't even realize that I thought that, you know, and it's some old information that maybe parents are usually, you know, who we get some of these belief systems from, but it could be even school. I've worked with a lot of people over the years, people who were bullied at school and they yes. took in the messaging of the bully and, here it is, and now they're in their 50s, and they're still trying to unpack yeah. some of that, and it's had a lasting For sure. influence. That yeah. happened to me. Yeah. I, I was bullied in sixth grade, mm-hmm. and I didn't realize for a while I, I never liked being in a circle. Mm. It made me nervous. I would just start to get when everyone's facing each other. Yeah. And then, which we do in a coaching school and therapy school. We're always exactly. in a circle. Yes. Yeah. And then, using the tools, I, I regressed back, and I realized, oh, Oh, when I was bullied, they circled me. Oh, yes. You know. And you didn't even, you weren't aware of nope. it until. I was not aware yeah. until I did hypnotherapy right. and access that memory. That was back in the day when they didn't stop bullies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hopefully they've gotten better at that I think now so. with a lot more awareness. Yeah. I know at my daughter's school, they don't accept that. Yeah. Yeah. But when we were kids in the 70s and 80s, that was not noticed as much. So no. there are people that are carrying that baggage with them. Exactly. And I know kids are still bullied today, too. And that really can have a lasting impact. So you want to be able to yeah, and I unpack think, that. I agree. And I think that a lot of people think, well, nothing really traumatic happened to me. Mm-hmm. I hear that a lot. You know, I don't know why I'm having this experience. My childhood was fine. Yeah. But again, it doesn't have to be this huge trauma. It can be one small, small moment. Right. Or just a confusion that you felt. And sometimes we don't realize the impact that it had. So like you said, with the kids bullying and, and circling around you, you as in your adult self goes like, oh, okay, well, that was sixth grade. That's not significant in my life today. And there's I don't really need to acknowledge that. But yet it can still have an influence. Exactly. On you. Yeah, exactly. Even though you might have already processed it and thought to yourself, oh, whatever, everything's changed. Mm-hmm. If you haven't really gone back and talk to that part, that part can still be very present in your life. Yeah. yeah. And we see, I mean, I do a lot of work with people in relationships, um, and I see those patterns where, you know, there's a timeline where it's in some early relationship, they got stuck in some sort of belief system or behavior or something where it just keeps playing out over and over until they become aware of it. And then once they become aware right. of it, they can change it. Yep. It's so yeah. true. Patterns. Yes. We see it all the time. Yeah. 
Yeah. So I love that that powerful tool of the future self. Do yes. you use it in every session? I would say almost every session, unless for some reason it's not relevant, but it usually mm. always is relevant because no matter what it is we're working on, even if it's, say, somebody who's processing the loss of a relationship, mm. the the future self, it can be, you know, the part of you who maybe has moved forward a little bit. It doesn't mm. have to be a big change in your life where you've you know, reached your ideal weight and become the CEO and all of the things. It could just be a, a version of you just feels a little bit better than you do right now. Right. Yeah. Small steps are important. Yes. Yeah. Yep. And sometimes we, and it needs to be real to the client. So right. if I'm say, imagine a time that is so vastly different from where they are right now. And le- and some people are able to do that and they're, and they're ready to push forward like that, but some people aren't, they can't connect to that. So we want it to be something that feels attainable to them. Right. Yeah. I love future pacing as well, which is when once they've identified that future self and experienced what that Mm -hmm. is, you start to ask the question, okay, now how will life be different in a month? Mm -hmm. What about three months? Yeah. What about six months? What about a year? So that that helps the person really start to identify all the changes that uh, they will make Mm -hmm. in the in the near future and then way out into the future. Which I love that you brought that up because that also sometimes things feel random. You know, I've had clients that will come in and they've said, say, well, I want to try hypnotherapy because I want to lose 20 pounds. But 20 pounds is kind of just like this arbitrary type goal. Unless you're connected to what that would look like, what that would feel like, what that would give you in your life, it doesn't really mean anything. Right. So future pacing can say, okay, well, when you're eating healthy and and you're and you're shedding weight, you know, what would you what would be different for you? What would your life how would your life be different? And that helps them connect to that goal even exactly. more. Exactly. Yeah. And how they're gonna feel better when they're eating better foods mm-hmm. and how they're gonna feel like they're taking care of themselves. Right. Right? Because yeah. we all have to reparent ourselves. Mm-hmm. That's part of our job yeah. as as an adult is yep. to reparent ourselves. <laughs> and we're either a really good parent to ourselves or or a not so good parent right. to ourselves. Right. Right. Yeah. And so just being able to connect with that will help you start to create those changes. It's exactly. pretty pretty exciting, powerful stuff. So let's take another quick break. And when we come back, we're going to share why hypnotherapy is different than talk therapy interventions and when the best time is for you to try hypnotherapy. So stay tuned. You're listening to Holding Ground. Hi, I'm Arielle Winter. If you're anything like me, your pets are not only your best friends, they're part of your family. American Humane, which has been rescuing animals like Cleo here for more than 100 years, has life-saving tips that can make a big difference before, during, and after disasters such as hurricanes, tornadoes, floods, or wildfires. So when disaster strikes, you want to be prepared to protect them. Be sure to microchip or tag your pets. Never leave them behind in a major crisis, and be sure to have an emergency kit ready in your home at all times with a pet crate or carrier, leash, blanket, ID, and medications, their water bowl, and seven to 10 days worth of food. To find out how to protect your entire family during a disaster and help our best friends in their worst times, please visit AmericanHumane.org. Thanks for tuning into our brand new show, Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, founder of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, the co-host of Holding Ground, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Our passion, our one big thing in life, above and beyond love, relationships, trauma, addiction, and healing, our specialty is helping others. Every Monday morning at 9 a.m. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. Do you make a positive difference in the world? Do you have a talent, philosophy, base of knowledge, product or service that you know could help a lot of people if only you could reach them? Join Alternative Talk 1150's family of broadcasters and start walking down a fruitful path. As host of your very own program, dial 425-653-1150 and find out just how affordable it can be to have a show on 1150 AM. That's 425-653-1150. Alternative Talk, we have an opportunity waiting just for you. Alternative Talk 1150, online at 1150kknw.com. Welcome back. If you're just tuning in, this is Holding Ground, your go-to show on Monday mornings for a little bit of everything in the world of therapy and positive mental health. I am your host, Laura Richer, a psychotherapist in Seattle, and today I am joined by a very special guest, 
Denise Johnson. Hi. Hi, Denise. So Denise is a coach and a hypnotherapist in West Seattle at Breakthrough Coaching and Hypnotherapy. And today we are talking about hypnotherapy and how it might be able to help you change your life. Yes, and this has been a very interesting conversation we've been having. It has. It's one of my favorite conversations. So I hope you will join me again, Denise, to keep this conversation going. I would love it. This is one of my favorite topics. So <laughs> let's get back to hypnosis. What do you, how, why do you think it is that hypnosis, in, or excuse me, hypnotherapy, is so effective and fast-acting versus some other types of, like, talk therapy interventions? Yeah, yeah I do hear from a lot of people, um, as much as I think, Therapy is so important, and I've seen a therapist many times mm-hmm. in my life. Um, and I am currently, so right. everybody needs therapy. I agree. Yeah. I agree. But I think that um, oftentimes people come in because they say, okay, I've talked about this. I know the issues, but I don't know how to change this. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the things that's really different about hypnotherapy is it's experiential. Mm-hmm. So you're really engaging your senses Um and you're connecting to your body, and you're having this experience. So it really is a much faster way of changing than just talking about it, right? Because you experience it more on a feeling level instead of just a mental, logical type level. Yeah, you're feeling feeling the change in your body. Yeah, and we all know the power of the mind-body connection. Yes. Right? There's that example of the lemon Mm -hmm. where someone, Um, someone will, you know, describe in detail that they're holding this yellow lemon and it's bright and yellow and then they take the knife and then they cut it and they go on and on in details and um, then they have the person bring the lemon to their mouth and taste that tart and what happens is people actually salivate yeah even though there is no lemon present but just the description of it causes that response and I think a lot of people come to me uh, when they've tried a a lot of different types of therapies and they still feel stuck. And so hypnotherapy is kind of like their last dish effort to try to make a change. Mm -hmm. But what's happening is they have a lot of awareness around their issue and why they want to change it. But for some reason, there's this disconnect between the the change in their feeling self. So logically, mentally, they know it, but the feelings have not caught up with that yet. And hypnotherapy is such a great tool to, to bridge that gap. Yep. Yep. I agree. And we really do need to integrate those two parts of ourselves, mm-hmm. right? The logical mm-hmm. and the feeling. Right. And we mentioned before something that's so great about hypnotherapy is that you're able to access this wisdom, mm-hmm. right? So the other thing that I think is different is that it can be very holistic, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That it that it often is very spiritual mm-hmm. to do hypnotherapy yeah. and to experience this trance. Yeah. Especially, like you said, tapping into that inner wisdom, connecting with uh, maybe loved ones that are no longer even here. You can dialogue with them. So it can be a very spiritual experience as well. It can be, yeah. Yeah. And just very holistic, Mm -hmm. right? So it's not just talking about the issues. It's accessing that wisdom. It's experiencing the change. It's engaging your senses. It's it's an embodied Mm -hmm. experience. Yes, yes. So... One of the reasons I wanted to do today's show and have you join me is there is there are so many misconceptions about what hypnotherapy actually is. And yes. it's such a fantastic therapy. I want I want people to understand what it is and was it what it isn't so that they aren't scared of it and they might actually want to try it. Absolutely. Yeah. So what are the biggest misconceptions that you see? Oh, there are many. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the things is this idea that it's mind control. Mm-hmm. A lot of people uh, are afraid because they think I'm going to take over yes. their mind. And that's not true or at possible. all. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. So I always tell people um, you're I'm I'm facilitating. You're the one that's really mm-hmm. creating the change. And also um, you have control. You never lose control. Mm-hmm. If, if yes, you're in this trance state, which is a very natural state that we've all experienced, but if all of a sudden there was an alarm, mm-hmm. you would just come right out of it. You don't need me to bring you out of the state, right? Right. right. Or if you were going to a place that you didn't want to go. I mean, you are, just like you can pull yourself out of a daydream, you would pull yourself out of hypnosis. You're in complete control of the process. Yes, yeah. exactly. So I do think that causes a lot of fear for people. Or that they will say something, uh, that they will embarrass themselves in some way. Some way they will be out of control. And it, uh, you are in complete control. Yeah. yeah. And that's another thing that I think people, uh, it's important to clear up, is that even though there is this element of regression, mm-hmm. that we do go back and, and access those parts and do inner child work, 
it's not about re-traumatizing, mm. right? We're not going back and re-experiencing all the negative. Yeah. And we can't change the past, but we just really want to help this part of them have a different perspective, help how that memory lives within you. Mm-hmm. So it's not impacting you yeah. in, your, in your life today. Yeah. But it's not about let's go back and experience all the trauma. Every again. negative experience. Right. Let's look at it and go through no. it. Yeah. <laughs> really important to yeah. know that that is not at all what it is. But it's also not, I don't know, because it's not mind control. It's mm-hmm. not me controlling you. Mm-hmm. It's also not a magic wand, right? right? I mean, yeah, we mentioned it can be very uh, magical yeah, in a sense. powerful. <laughs> yes, absolutely. And very easy. But it's not me doing it to you. Right. Right. So if you're resisting, for instance, here's another example. If someone comes in and they're like, oh, my wife wants me to quit smoking, so I'm here. So, you know, hypnotize me to stop smoking. Yeah, that's not going to work. It's not going to work because you don't really want to make the change. I can't change your mind. You have to be a participant. Yes. Do you have that Early in my career, I I am able to um, screen those people out at this point in my career because it's not going to be effective and I don't want them to waste their time or money. But early in my my career, before I realized that, I did take, I remember taking one person that was actually hostile that they had to be there. I mean, arms crossed, dirty look, like, fine, do this. And I'm like, okay, well, you are not wanting to engage in this process, so we're really not going to get any results. And I don't know what happened after that session. I never saw that person again, but I'm sure it wasn't much. Right. Because it was a good he, learning experience. It was a good you. learning experience. Yes. But uh, yeah, if you don't want to create the change, we certainly can't force you. Exactly. Yeah. What other misconceptions would you? Well, I think say? people ask me sometimes if it's work, if it worked because they didn't feel like they went under. So uh, you're not going right. to feel like you go under anesthesia or that you're like on a hallucination from a drug or something like that. It, it's, it's a very, like you said, natural a uh, holistic, relaxed type of feeling, but you are very much in control. It's not like being on drugs. So there's right. not that feeling. So sometimes people feel like it might it isn't working because they don't have that sensation. And and I try to educate people that you aren't going to feel that way. Right. That you are in control and that you know where you are and that you're talking to me. We're just getting you to a deeper place right. in your own mind. Yeah. Yeah, I hear that a lot. A lot of people will say, I don't know if I can be hypnotized. I'm mm-hmm. like, you've already experienced that state. There's no one that cannot be hypnotized. Right. Right. And one of the great things about hypnotherapy is that we have all these tools of sort of getting around those blocks, right? Like one of my favorites is when someone says, I don't know. And you just say, well, pretend you know. Yes. Right? And it just frees up the imagination. Exactly. And like you said, we both had the experience in our first sessions of the mind going, this isn't working. I don't know. Maybe I'm just imagining this or making it up. And that's part of the process. And so as the therapist, we're helping to guide you through that. Because your mind is going to do that initially, and we're right. going to try to help you bypass that. So that is the benefit of of having a practitioner work with you versus just, like, listening to a tape. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. So, you know, I think hypnosis, hypnotherapy can really be effective for almost anybody. There are a few instances where it's not an appropriate type of therapy. Um, if anyone is experiencing any symptoms related to, like, schizophrenia or right. any delusional type of a disorder, it's not going to be a good it's not going to be good for them to use. Um, sometimes people who are severely traumatized, suffering from PTSD, it might not be an appropriate starting point for them right. because it might be a little too scary to to look at past memories. Or um, to close your eyes. Or even right? close your eyes, yeah. yeah. I would say with and, and PTSD is a form of anxiety. I think also people with really severe anxiety sometimes are not able to quiet their mind enough quite yet to do it. Are there any other types when you think... I think that covers it. I I do recommend that everybody with, you know, anxiety or depression that they also see a psychiatrist or whatever. If there's medication that they need. It may be appropriate to have medication and. Exactly. Talk therapy to start. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, I think hypnotherapy is something that a lot of people can benefit from. Yeah. Well, Denise, this has been such a great conversation today. It was so great to have you on the show. Tell everybody again where they can find you. Yes. I am Denise working in West Seattle at Breakthrough Hypnotherapy and Coaching, and my website is seattlehypnosiscoach.com. Fantastic. And if you want to find me, I am Laura Richer, the owner of Anchor Light Therapy Collective in Seattle, Washington, and you can find me at anchorlighttherapy.com. So if you'd like to try hypnotherapy out, contact me or Denise and set up an appointment. So thank you. You've been listening to Holding Ground on KKNW. Have a great Monday morning. 
Thanks for tuning in to Holding Ground. You can find us here every Monday morning at 9 a.m. I'm Laura Richer, owner of Anchor Light Therapy Collective. And I'm Michelle Mooney, a therapist at Anchor Light Therapy Collective. Find us online at anchorlighttherapy.com. We'll see you next week.